Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Shiver, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. So, uh, we do have, we've been terrible and we've got another change of schedule. Uh, yeah. Chris, explain. Um, <laughs> so, I chose, it was my week to choose, so I chose the films of Herschel Gordon-Lewis. Uh, fairly well-known, schlocky horror director from the 60s and 70s. Um, I think they called him the godfather of gore. Or they did. You may have recall we had a moment at the end of the last episode where we were like, oh yeah, maybe we'll be talking about good films or bad films or we weren't we weren't very sure. We'd only seen Blood Feast and 2000 Maniacs prior to that. Yeah, so what we were hoping for was an episode similar to our William Castle episode uh, where we took a selection of his most famous films, watched them, discussed them, talked about his history and his place within the horror genre, which I'm sure many people would be able to do. Uh, unfortunately for us, we pretty much didn't like any of his films. No. And really struggled to find anything to talk about. Um, we watched, we watched four of them. We watched four we or were five. Just, uh, we were just a little disappointed. And if oh, it's not going to make for a very good... Uh, episode. Um, so what we decided to do is a sequel to one of our most popular episodes. Yes. And today we're going to be discussing Killer Barbies versus Dracula. Yeah. So I mean, b- before we move on, um, just to say what we would have said, sum- summarising it, um, is that, you know, Herschel Gordon-Lewis is obviously an influential figure in the horror genre. Um, you know, 2000 Maniacs clearly inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Bullet Feast, uh, started a whole subgenre, but he, his his films are let's say they they belong in the sixties and the seventies. Yeah, there's some iffy characterization, particularly of women and the treatment of women in his films that we didn't appreciate. Yeah, so we you know we would have literally just we, we'd rather you have an episode that's entertaining rather than us just sitting here like oh yeah so there was this Herschel Gordon Lewis film it's shit he doesn't like women move on oh this film shit he doesn't like women you know there's there's no point as repeating ourselves for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, but instead, as Chris said, we are bringing you the sequel. To our most popular episode, and I mean, people still listen to this on a weekly basis. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to that. If you haven't, I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that episode, then it's episode 38. Um, if you want to go back and have a listen. But yesterday we are bringing you the sequel, Killer Barbies vs. Dracula from 2002. Um, speaking of directors who aren't great with women... Oh, God. Who aren't great in general. <laughs> uh, directed by Jess Franco. He has directed a whopping... Hun- well, he's, he's obviously he's dead now, but he directed a whopping 188 full-length films, including Blood, Bloody Moon, which we enjoyed as his only good film. Um, she Killed in Ecstasy, Faceless, which someone on Facebook said we should cover. Um, so apparently it's insane. Uh, Revenge of the Alligator Ladies, We Are 18 Years Old, 15-Year-Old Captain, Lord of the Exorcist, Vampros Lesbos, um, and of course the original Vampire Killer Barbies. Uh, but we did also watch some of his other films, didn't we? Uh, women Behind Bars. Yeah. And I love a Women in Prison film. Um, we discussed one on the podcast, um, Chain Chained Heat. Yep. And... 
this was none of the sorts. It was awful. It truly was awful. Um, and of course, I think you may have heard us discuss on the podcast previously, Devil Hunter at some point. Oh my lord. Um, a film that's just close-ups of vaginas and uh, a guy running around with golf balls stuck to his eyes. Yeah, that will manage to be offensive to women and um, African people too. Yeah. It was set in Africa. It was set in Africa, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this, <laughs> I, I don't know how much it was made for. There isn't a budget. Um, there's there's no uh, worldwide crossover. I see it straight to DVD. Um, I don't have any trivia for this. Uh, I'll give you a bit of trivia that I probably said on the Vampire Killer Barbies episode, but just in case you haven't heard it. Uh, Vampire Killer Barbies was the first ever trash the piece I ever watched. A special place in my heart. It's it's dire, but it's so funny. It's so entertaining. I could watch it again and again. Um, of course, it was my really good friend Xander who introduced me to it. Who will be appearing on next week's episode. Um, but and he also highly recommended this film to me, and he knows me very well because I I loved this for all its trashy glory. Um, I didn't enjoy this. <laughs> First time I watched Vampire Killer Barbies, you showed it me. Yeah. I thought it was shit. We discussed it on the podcast. I thought it was shit, but entertaining shit. Trash this is what you, need, you need to watch it again. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but this film was just dire. I just thought it was really bad. <laughs> like, really bad. I could not stop laughing throughout this entire film. I, I really don't know how you kept a straight face. This is a classic case of a trash defeat. This is Jess Franco thinking he's made another horror masterpiece and it is fucking dire. Okay, do you know what this reminded me of? Back in the day, and there was a TV show uh, where comedians would dub porn, old school porn. Um, and they would dub it with, um, it was English, so they would put on sort of um, Yorkshire accents and say very British things. To this poor not you know, and it wasn't hardcore. It was, uh, it was obviously cut in a way where it wasn't actually porn on TV, um, but it would it was it was funny. It was funny the way they did it. This reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, is that like all of Just Franco's filmography? But this is unintentional. <laughs> this no, this isn't, didn't even have the decency to have any good TNA. Yeah, this is the least. Sleazy Jess Franco film I've seen. Uh, it, it was honestly like an episode of Scooby Doo. Oh my god, it was totally it was like an absolutely Scooby Doo. Um, this, yeah, yeah, this, this is definitely like the first live action Scooby Doo film. Um, this is obviously uh, again no trivia, but a fact uh, that I just know because um, I I do have a minor obsession with Sylvia Superstar. It was an absolute slay queen. Um, this was released to promote their album Sin Is In. Sin is in. She she is. Sin is in. Um, Sin is in. I mean, the movie. Available? It's on Spotify. I can't fault their music. I think they're a great band. Um, it's actually non ironically. films. Yeah, non ironically is why they are. It's pretty decent. They're, they're a really great Spanish punk band and. Everyone should just go and follow Sylvia Superstar on Instagram because she posts top quality content. She's got two accounts. One is Health and Beauty and Fitness, um, where she's just a fitness queen. And then you've got this other, other account where she's just where she's a punk queen and she's just posting all the band stuff. It's great. Um, is she still with Killer Barbies then? Yeah, the, is... they released a new album like last year or the year before. With the original lineup. 
Yeah. Yeah. Please tell me the original lineup though, because I have no idea. It's changed twice now in these films. Between the two films, yeah, I think there's one person yeah, still in the band, Billy. Uh, but he looks completely different. <laughs> so, Billy died in uh, Vampire Killer Barbies. He, he had his knob out for the last half of the film. He did. Um, and the bath scene, of course, where he, he was just sat there with his knob out. He, yeah. he got his knob out at every opportunity. And he, he called the vampire, the, the countess, a, a fine-looking bitch or whatever he said. Something like that, um, yes. He's back in this film with a completely different accent. Um, and he's alive. It looks like he should be part of Smash Mouth. Yeah, he's cut his hair, he's cut the dreadlocks, Thank and God. he's got um, blonde spiky hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. blonde spiky hair. Um, very in keeping with 2002. Yeah, yeah, very much what I look like <laughs> in 2002, uh, up until 2015. Um, yeah, let's just get into this. That's, yeah, there's, there's a lot to say. But yeah, everyone's a cockney in this film, and it's, it's set in Spain. Um, well, yeah. it changes, doesn't it? It changes. It's the dubbing, yeah. So accents change. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of what's said isn't actually um, what was in the script. I think if you watch the Spanish version with subtitles, it may be slightly different. Yeah, let's let's make this episode really fun. Grab yourself a drink, any sort of alcoholic beverage, and every time we say bastard, take a shot. See, let us know how you end up after the episode. So, the Killer Barbies are playing at Tivoli World, a Wild West Park in Spain. Comrade Arena and Comrade Ivan, Ivan Ivanovich, <laughs> arrive from Transylvania, bringing with them the dead Count Dracula to be placed on display. After hearing the Killer Barbies, however, Dracula awakens, falls in love with Sylvia Superstar and decides to make her his own. Was that the Is plot? that the plot? Was that the plot? Honestly, I just thought he was pissed off that he wasn't allowed to dance to Killer Barbies without people shouting at him. <laughs> I didn't think that he was going to go on display. I just... No, he was put in storage. <laughs> yeah, he was just put in storage. I just thought they were passing through and they needed somewhere to keep him cool. So, so we we get the, the opening song. Um, it's by a band called Die Arzd. Um I assume they're German. Yeah, I think this is a Spanish and German production. The lead singer, um, Bila, I, I assume that's him. Um, he sounds exactly like him. If it's not, I apologise. But uh, he is in this film as a special guest for Killer Barbies. We thought he was their manager at first. Yeah. Um, but he's a special guest for Killer Barbies. Is Do you think this is the same band from the first film that was ripping off Nirvana? Probably, Yeah. Yeah. There's a good chance. Yeah. Who are um, they ripping off? It, it sounds like... It's like a really soft version of Ramstein. It's a... I described it as a rejected German Eurovision song <laughs> that suddenly goes really heavy for no apparent reason. So, Hard Rock Hallelujah then? Hard Rock Hallelujah. No, because Hard Rock Hallelujah is Hard Rock. That's true. Offset. That's true. This is, this is literally like German... 80s Ed Sheeran <laughs> doing a Eurovision song and then suddenly it turns into a German Metallica cover band. <laughs> oh, then it turns into breathing noises from Dracula. Yes, and some really shitty looking clip art eyes <laughs> that you can tell. You know when you're trying to insert an image into a document 
uh, on PDF or Word or, or whatnot. Uh, and it's, you zoom in too much and it looks shit um, because you've copied and pasted the wrong size image. That's what this looks like. What did we get before that? No fucking no. Various pictures of the film, uh, but only of Sylvia no, Seuss starring before, Dracula. This is before. Oh, that. before? Yeah. So it's black and white. Oh yeah, no, it is. Yeah, film. yeah, but it comes back again. It yeah, comes it back again after the credits. It comes back at the fucking end of the film. Yeah, that's well. Dracula at the end. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't know that now. Um, Spoiler. Yeah, so we get some pictures of Sylvia Superstar slaying the game. Um, yeah, in black and white, black wearing... And white. I don't know how to describe it, because it's one of the... It's a signature outfit. Yeah, it is, in the film. But it's it's a two-piece bikini that's sort of attached. The top and bottom half are attached with a slight bit of material. So you wouldn't call it a one-piece. But I don't think it's officially a bikini. Either way, she's slaying in yes. it. And then we get some pictures of Dracula just wandering around. Um, bold Dracula, might I add. Phil Mitchell Dracula um, in this film. Yeah, but the the black and white photos, so you, obviously they've only had a selection of three or four photos taken of a performing. So just so it's not boring and you're just looking at the same photo, decide to zoom in on her chest a few times, yeah, don't at, Well, not just a, ch- a chest either. They go a little further afield, don't they? Well, that's the doll next to her. Well, oh, is that what they were focusing on? Oh. Yeah, that's what everyone was paying attention to. Yeah, but there is a, she has a doll attached to her microphone stand, and it's placed right next to her crotch. So we'd get, get zoom-ins on her crotch as well. Um, they're being broadcast uh, on a TV show, aren't they? Yeah, so I said German TV reporter. Turns out they're Belgian. Um, but yeah, so there's a... German TV report from the Costa del Sol, which is where they are apparently. Yep, at Tivoli World. Tivoli World, which is the Wild West amusement park, the quietest amusement park I've ever known. Um, <laughs> hey, hang on, they fit a lot of people in there at the end. Apparently. <laughs> uh, Killer Barbies are about to perform, and uh, the reporter is here with the lovely Go Go Girls, and I was like, are you serious? I was like, you can't, can't, you, what, you mean Belinda Carlisle's there? That's incredible. Um, turns out it's just two women in wigs. Uh, she calls just Go-Go two Go-Go. women in wigs? Just two, That's the way to serve. One big purple wig, one big orange wig. Straight from the B-52s. They wear, how fucking <laughs> dare you. They're wearing some shitty lingerie. And I don't know why they're the ones being interviewed, because it turns out, like, they're not even part of the fucking band. It is so rude, like... I mean, well, first of all, it makes no sense either, because no. you've got Killer Barbies performing in the background, and I assume this is a sound check, because no one's fucking there. Oh, yeah. And, and trust me, as someone who's been in a band, when you're having a sound check, you cannot hear someone talking. But they're somehow at the front of the stage, in front of all the speakers, interviewing these go-go girls and talking over the song. Yeah. You can't hear a fucking thing anyway. <laughs> the audio is fucking shocking. This is some of the most bizarre filmmaking I've ever seen. Yeah, um, and I've said uh, for a few episodes we've had to put subtitles on. Just It makes it easier to understand what people are saying um, for the purpose of our notes. Uh, we wanted to with this one, but we couldn't. And so there's lots of times in my notes like I don't know don't know what they were saying just talking shit well this point when they're interviewing the go-go girls um Katia's talking uh, to the one with red hair about being sexy and whether or not it matters if you can sing whilst in a band oh okay 
What I got was, I think the dancer said she loves bringing sex to the performance and would dance naked if they allowed her to. That's what I, that's the gist. She definitely says something about I singing got. as well and that it doesn't matter if you can't sing. Well, yeah. Well, she doesn't sing. She no. doesn't even try. Um, we're introduced to um, a, a, a strange character. Um, yeah. Senior Pepe Morgan. Yeah, so if you ever IMDb this film, a lot of the names are very different to what we have them down as. Not not massively different, um, but in the on IMDb, isn't it like his name like Pepperini or something? <laughs> yeah, his his name's like Pepperito. Yeah, Pepperito, <laughs> but they call him Pepe in the film. His facial hair is impressive, isn't it? It's all right. It's 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 not too bad. There's, it, there's his, a lot of it. His performance is more impressive. Um, he just watches uh, Killer Barbies whilst licking his lips. Uh, and he makes a call to Spencer and uh, asks for the rate of what I think he said groupie in New Delhi. I've, what did you uh, have? Oh, rupee. No, rupee. Oh. Rupee. So it's a, um, it's a British accent. Um, hey, Spencer. Find the rate of the rupee in New Delhi. Marvellous. She is simply to die for. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, Sylvia's serving in a Misfits t-shirt. So you know, you know rupee is, was the current, uh, is the currency in, yeah, in yeah, India. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Sylvia's serving in a Misfits t-shirt, isn't she? Uh, she is. The guitarist is jealous for some reason. He's got makeup on like he thinks he's in Misfits. Um, oh, no, it's the other one. No, the guitarist is on the makeup on. Who's Billy then? Billy is the bass player. I'm sorry. Oh. Well. Oh, that's, that's me in trouble with yeah, gas, man. Yeah, thanks oh, for shit. that. Sorry. Um, the drummer is the most boring looking fucker on the planet. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> um, yeah, Billy the bassist uh, is dressed like he's in Smash Mouth and says something inaudible. Um, it sounds like he says, my first crowd and something about wanking the border. Yeah. Sylvia gives him a big kiss because yeah. they're all they're in a relationship in this film as well, uh, like they were in the first. Were they in one. a relationship in the last one? Yeah, and he then cheated he, on her. He then. cheated on her with the countess. No, yeah, that fine looking bitch. Um, the uh, Katia is uh, interviewing a man who claims to be Count Dracula. Yeah, um, this man has. I, I don't know how to describe his hair. Um, it's grey, and it's like, I don't know, it's like he's let it grow, but then just pushed the whole thing back, but it's not long enough to have some sort of quiff in place, so it's just kind of up, but it's not like, it's incredible, it's like, I don't know how he manages to do it, because it's not gelled or anything, it looks like that's, his hair grows vertically, well, he also has two accents. Um, at first, he, he's like, I am Count Dracula. And then they're like, oh, uh, are you an actor? He's like, don't be a fool on the real Dracula. The original one who had subtitles. The vampire from Universal Studios. And his accent's in and out throughout his entire film. Yes, so he's called Falso. Fake. Yeah, Falso Dracula. Falso Dracula, which is Spanish for fake Dracula. <laughs> Um, Katia points out that the original Dracula was mute, uh, and then Dracula points out that he was mute until she made him talk, and says, go to hell, bitch, yeah. and walks off. Yeah. I was mute, but you're the one making me talk so much. <laughs> go to hell, bitch. 
Um, the killer Barbies are leaving when Katia asks Sylvia if she can film her for Flaming TV. Uh, how does Sylvia react to this? Um, she's, she's had a costume change first. She's had a costume change. So Sylvia is wearing a black PVC dress, long red PVC gloves with fishnets and some uh, stripper heels. <laughs> Let's be fair, stripper heels. And uh, she decides she will pose on the bonnet of the car. Yeah, do sexy poses. Do sexy little pose for... Uh, Belgian TV station. At any point in this film, are they actually interviewed? Are they interviewed? <laughs> no. No, they're not. Um, but after her sexy poses, she just turns around and says, Bye. But, <laughs> yeah, so she leaves. Well, it's not just a car bonnet, it's a limo bonnet. Yeah. So I think a lot of the budget went on this limo. <laughs> um, um, Sylvia comforts the uh, Billy, the jealous guitarist. And bassist. Bassist, whatever. In the, the in the back of the limo. <laughs> she says, Pepito is just a sponsor. He's, he's not just sponsoring us because I look gorgeous, you know. <laughs> he really loves our music. <laughs> to which Billy, the bassist, replies, Pepe is a yuppie. He doesn't even smoke fire-grown weed. <laughs> the fuck's fire-grown weed? I have no idea. We're saying fire-grown weed. It may have been five-gram weed or five-ground weed. It's so difficult to tell. If I was an expert, I suppose I'd know, but I'm going to say fire-grown weed because that sounds good. The 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 limousine drives past uh, Katia and her camera crew and they all uh, have something to say about Sylvia. One says, she's really pretty. Another says, amazing. And if says, not my type, really. And then Katia says, she is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that. They arrive at what looks like a cheap Blackpool bed and breakfast. Don't even. It looks <laughs> shit. This was from 2002. The fucking hotel room looks like it's from 1982. <laughs> at least I got to say the castle in the first film. <laughs> yeah. This looks so hokey and pokey. Yeah, Billy jumps on the bed and says, Bed! He does. <laughs> he does. She's... The, I don't know why she reacts so um, angrily to him saying bed. <laughs> um, but uh, she she's not pleased with the idea. So he says, It's all a matter of principles. To which Sylvia replies, That's what Hitler said. And look what happened to him. He came to a real bad end. <laughs> what the fuck? Same with me! <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? It's all a matter of principles. Like, because he said bed. Did he ever, yeah. When did Hitler go, oh, it's all, it was all a matter of principles. <laughs> it was like a Hitler impression. No, but she, she, but, like, is she pro-Hitler or against Hitler? I didn't really <laughs> understand. Was she upset that he came to a real bad end? It's hard to tell. Well, she wants to know what's wrong with Billy, even though she's just compared him to Hitler. Um, and uh, he says, nothing, nothing at all, Trisha. Who the fuck is Trisha? I can't believe he's Trisha. Who the fuck? How dare he not remember her yeah. name? Okay, it's not like it's a real forgettable name either. They've been in a band for years together. And her name is fucking Sylvia Superstar. How can you forget that? 
Trisha. 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 Trisha superstar. She doesn't even look like a Trisha. Hey, Trisha the Great. Trish. No, that's Trisha the Great. Tr- You're Trisha. Same thing. Um, but yeah, he's upset that his life is changing. But they're surrounded by idiots and never get time to listen to music or spend time together. Oh no. <laughs> no, yeah. How awful. Can't be making that much money if you're staying in that hotel room. <laughs> Sylvia suggests that they do something about um, not being able to spend time together and they have an aggressive kiss. Yeah, they do. And the camera zooms in really uncomfortably close <laughs> to their mouths. Um, unfortunately, apart from um, a dancer later in some stock footage, this is about as saucy as the film yeah. gets. Um which is unusual for Jess Franco. It's highly unusual. But he makes up for it with bizarre series of events. Um, speaking of which, it, uh, I'm still struggling to believe that this sequence of events was real. In a bizarre sequence of events, um, we got a close-up of a painting. And Pepe now sounds like Brian from the Hanforth Parish Council. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just YouTube it. And he's like, wonderful, marvellous, you are a wonderful designer. Um, and his very gay painter, who looks like David Beckham in Dragon's Victoria Beckham, wants to know if he should carry on, uh, to which Pepe says, please do, my dear. What do you have to say about the painter? So, first of all, I didn't know he was a painter. I thought he was an interior designer. <laughs> well, this showed a close-up of a painting, didn't they? Yeah, so the, the painting. So I thought it was an interior designer. So I thought that... Um, David Beckham had got on the painting. But then David Beckham is helping, spoiler alert, Sylvia Superstar show off some clothes. So I don't know who <laughs> this person is, but the, he looks like David Beckham. And it was probably around 2002, wasn't it? You know when David Beckham had that... Um, few months where he was trying to look like Victoria Beckham so we got like a blonde Bob Bob they used to call it the Victoria Beckham Bob the, the Karen the Bob blonde, as we now know yeah but he had um, blonde Bob it was as after the blonde curtains and he used to go around in a tank top and a sarong a lot um, and this this guy looks like he's but with really unflattering jeans really unflattering like really disgusting like I probably had a pair of these jeans back in the day but incredibly unflattering jeans <laughs> but a tank top as well yeah it does not match no whatsoever um <laughs> Sylvia Superstar randomly turns up um does a fashion show for him uh and serves two amazing looks to which he just no sits- she fucking doesn't <laughs> Sorry, you're not two really cheap looking <laughs> shitty dresses. Both of them need a good fucking iron over them because they're wrinkly as fuck. <laughs> they're fucking hideous. Well, she does that whilst um, whilst Pepe just sits there going, glorious, wonderful, marvellous, my dear. And then, in a very, very fucking bizarre series of events... Possibly the most bizarre thing I've ever seen on any film we've covered for this podcast. And that bar keeps being raised, but this was out of nowhere. Pepe, it's the same scene, but it just cuts to Pepe 
performing a pirate musical number in which he and his amazing backing dancers sing about him, himself, Senior Morgan, the, the scoundrel, running away from the devil. And it ends with him shouting Senior Morgan and laughing. Please delve into this because I, I, I don't know what to say. I can't. It just, it literally cuts to him on some sort of stage. He's dressed as a pirate. He's got an eye patch. He's got an eye patch on, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got, what, six backing dancers. Backing, and backing singers. Backing singers. Um, they're all... They're all... <laughs> it's like a hen party. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and the theme is Moulin Rouge. <laughs> But it's real last minute when everyone said, oh, oh, shit, we need a theme. Oh, Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge. Oh, what are we going to get? Um, oh, we're just going to get these, like, fancy tube tops. The closest uh, thing we find in Primark. And we're going to wear them with some black trousers. But we're all going to be matching different colours, though. Um, and that that's... Yeah, we're doing Moulin Rouge. Doing, ladies, we're doing Moulin Rouge. Ah, shit, we're out of boas. Uh, well, we can do it without the boas. It's fine. It's fine. We'll do, the, 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 the fucking... Boob tube tops will uh, <laughs> be alright. And um, it's literally. <laughs> gets up doing karaoke <laughs> and uh, the hen party are like, ah, we'll help him out. We'll do his backup <laughs> singing. <laughs> Senior Morgan! Sadly, they can't see your dance that you just did. Um, <laughs> you may have to start doing YouTube videos for this Well, shit. they're kind of pointing, aren't they? But they're pointer sisters. They're definitely pointer <laughs> sisters. And they're like, Senior Morgan. But then at the end, he's like, Senior Morgan. <laughs> and it's like, hang on a minute. A minute ago, you were Brian from Hanforth. But now you're Senior Morgan from Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Oh, he's a millionaire. That's who he is. He is. He's a multi-millionaire. And, fucking loaded. Do you know how we know? Because he tells everyone he meets. So after this hen party, do you think he was like, oh, come on, girls, I'll buy you a drink for that. Oh, come on, then. <laughs> come on, granddad. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> what a lovely old man. <laughs> and years later, you know, they're, they're all sitting around years later like, oh, I wonder what happened to Senior Morgan. You're looking at old photos. Oh, do you Bless him. What a lovely man. He tried to touch my bum, <laughs> Which he actually does in the film later okay. on. Okay, yeah, I'm not happy with this character trait where Senior Morgan becomes a bit of a perf. Um, yeah. I preferred him before that. I preferred him when he was gay. Um, but then, the scene ends and goes straight back to where we were before. Yeah. Like, I mean... What the fuck? There's absolutely no point. And it's not even the only time it happens. No. Um, and when we go back to the scene, and now she's wearing an ugly fucking dress. Sylvia is still living her best life. Um, she's doing a fashion show still. For some reason, she's living her best life. Well, she's having a dance with Vicky B. Um, but then... Vicky B. Vicky B, Victoria oh, Beckham. Vicky B. And then, she's randomly fuming at poor Pepe, who tells her, that he's like, oh, the dresses are just as beautiful as you are, darling. And she's like, these dresses aren't my taste at all. And he's like, but they're, they're made by the most... I don't give a monkeys! <laughs> she tells him that the dresser are for old fogies and storms off. And she says, get that limousine ready. I'm off. She does. 
In my notes, I've got, she's right, this is all hideous. <laughs> but she was so happy, like... She was! Right before that! She's living her best life. And she's dancing then, with Victoria. Then, so she's like, it's disgusting, it's hideous. <laughs> this, this is why I'm not, I'm really not sure if the dubbing of the film, I don't know who did the dubbing, or clearly someone who doesn't know Spanish, because I'm assuming it was originally <laughs> Spanish, so who doesn't know Spanish, so they're just going off of, like, what they think the scene should... <laughs> but I don't give a monkeys. Is that a universal saying? Or is that a very English Old fogey. Saying? I haven't heard old anyone say fogey. old fogey in years. I feel, I feel like some of these are very British sayings and aren't necessarily what... The script was saying, <laughs> yeah, but you can't dub her facial expressions. She was really happy, yeah, and no, then she, she just changed, happy. and then she was suddenly fuming. But maybe he said something that wasn't about the <laughs> dresses. Although we never see her in those dresses again, so yeah. Um, but we do find out he's lusting after her, isn't he? Yes. He's obsessed. Yes. Um. So some girls are doing aerobics and dancing from the ceiling on the stage. Oh my god. Whilst their drummer's just playing along to something. Yeah, so we get some weird German electronic music. It's that same band again, isn't it? Yeah, that's just as bland as the girls performing some sort of trapeze <laughs> act. Um, which is really just a very, I mean incredibly slow um, trapeze act. And, it, well, it's one trick and it's literally... The other one holding onto the other one's hands, but getting yeah. into position incredibly slowly. But it didn't matter because it didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. Then, in a bizarre series of events, we're introduced to Comrade Irina, um, who turns up and says, Anybody here? Who is in charge around here? Anybody? Hello there? Something in Spanish, and then, Bastard! Your bastard counts now. Get your drinks ready. Um... I say Spanish, I don't know what language she was speaking in, but this character, I didn't understand 80% of her dialogue. No. So I have her down as a German woman. I do think she said something in Spanish, but turns out she's from Transylvania. Oh, yes, yeah, she is, yeah. She has a Transylvanian yeah. accent, because she's the one with Dracula. Uh, and she turns out, and I, I literally have absolutely no idea. Throughout the whole film... She all her dialogue, I cannot understand apart from the last word. So it's like <laughs> bastard, <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> yeah, she starts shouting inaudible stuff uh, at the co-owner of. Uh... Oh my god! Why is this guy obsessed with being the co-owner? <laughs> She's looking for the manager. He's the only person that works there. You actually fucking see in the film. He's like, I'm not the manager. I'm the co-owner. Yeah, um, he makes sure everyone knows this, and uh, she tells him uh, that she's something, something, something Dracula, and he's like, I cannot believe it, the real Count Dracula is here, is it true? And she says, we Transylvanians never lie. Yeah, yeah, and that's when we find out she's Transylvanian. <laughs> um, she asks to put the coffin in the amusement park safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he tells her he's going to put it in storage. Um, Katia wants to interview the co-owner, um, but he's like, Katia who? And she won't give a surname. He's like, no, I don't want to know. Fuck off. Yeah, now this was very confusing because he said, I'm too busy with the mummy. And I'm like, oh, what the <laughs> fucking hell? You know, 
That's not the film. This is a Dracula film. He says, The Mummy of Count Dracula. Well, Godzilla's in the cast, but doesn't appear in the film. Oh, no, is God's... Oh, yeah. I thought it might have been a dog, but the dog's called Margarita. In the English dub. Ah, oh, Maybe okay. the dog's called Godzilla <laughs> in the Spanish dub. Oh, well, yeah, dub. Yeah, he tells her they have the mummy of Count Dracula and leaves, which makes... Which makes Cat- no fucking sense. <laughs> Catty and the crew follow them. A mummy's... A mummy is... Like, a mummy wrapped in bandages. <laughs> a mummy's not a vampire. It doesn't no. make any fucking sense. Um, the, the fake Dracula, he's sitting, mind his own business, got a glass of San Miguel now. Um, you know, he's in the same spot as earlier. He's having a good piss upon his own. Irina comes fucking charging over to him, saying more inaudible stuff. And eventually you can hear what she's saying. She's like, you're a fake Dracula and I brought the real one. And she calls him a cheap American impersonator, tells him to fuck off and threatens him that her assistant, Ivan, will beat him to a pulp. One funny thing about uh, the assistant, Ivan, and whatever her name is, Transylvanian woman. Of our, what's her name? Uh, Irina. Irina. Uh, Irina. 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 I've got her down as what her name is on... Comrade Irina. Yeah, oh, Comrada. Comrada. <laughs> but anyway, she's wearing um, a very cheap, um, fancy dress version of some army uniform. Um, I think they're trying to get as close to a Nazi uniform as possible without actually having a Nazi uniform. Uh, very women in prison, isn't it? Yeah. Her assistant, Ivan, who's meant to be this big killer guy, part of the same whatever she is, is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And wears a Hawaiian shirt throughout the whole <laughs> film. Opposites attract, clearly. Oh, apparently. Um, Dracula's taken into storage before the guys who carry him in sit down on his coffin and have a cigarette together. They do. What happens next? Um, so they sit on the coffin to have their cigarette. They think it's some sort of prop. Um, they can hear some form of moaning. And they turn round and see a creepy looking puppet. And then decide <laughs> it's the puppet making the noise and run off. Yeah, but it's a Spanish guitar they could hear. That's the noise they keep hearing. And he's holding a Spanish guitar. Oh, he was moaning. No, no, it was a Spanish guitar. Oh. So every time they heard that, they kept turning around. The, the guitar had no strings on it, and he was not moving. They watched it happen. They, they watched him, and the noise happened. And then when, <laughs> and then speaking of this being like Scooby-Doo, as soon as it happened again, they were like, ooh, and ran off. Do you know what I don't understand? Is that later on in the film, we find out that this coffin has a... Um, see-through top oh my god yeah when did that change so they didn't it didn't in this scene and i don't think you would have sat on it if it had been a glass top coffin because no. you didn't like ass prints or something you would have got something <laughs> on top of it wouldn't you but it, could you even if you thought it was like a dummy would you would you no. sit on it no it's a very strange choice um and a very strange scene um the go-go dancers are now cockneys and they storm storm to the co-owner and like oi listen up you you pay us or we're out of here (laughs) and uh, they blame it all on Pepe because he's always feeling them up apparently and then um, Bila 
who we thought was their manager, the killer Barbie's manager, comes in in a very snazzy outfit. He looks like um, Dennis Penis. <laughs> Do you remember the the character? Is it Paul K? <laughs> uh, the old Paul K character from the. Uh, not Dennis the Menace, it's Dennis Penis. He looks like that. I'll show you afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he comes in with his, uh, with his smart outfit and he's like, uh, the acoustics in here are that awful. Maybe you've just not had good musicians play here before. Musicians. This is why... So, did the person doing the stuff not know how to say musicians? I don't think he knew, they knew Spanish or English. No. <laughs> Musicans. Musicans. Why would you keep that though? <laughs> Surely someone said, oh, mate, I think I said that wrong. Is that, is that how you spell that? What's, what, what's the I there for then if it's musicans? Is that silent I? Um, yeah. So he approaches two dummies on his way out uh, and starts talking to Actu- them. Actual dummies, not, yeah. not the go go dancers. <laughs> Uh, he says, Howdy, Sheriff. You're going to leave those poor Indians alone now, aren't you? Obviously Native Americans. This is 2002. Uh, and then he says, Get out of town, Yankee. Okay. All of that to himself. Yeah. And he referred to himself as Yankee. So, are we meant to think he's American? Maybe. <laughs> but he's very... Well, I don't know. What the fuck is he? English? You bet everyone's got an English dub, so yeah. I'm assuming they're all English. But he's also Spanish every now and then as well. Yeah, but then if he's the one singing, this very clear. <laughs> then he's German. German. <laughs> German accent. So who the hell is this guy? And why is he talking to himself like fucking Anthony Hopkins in Magic? <laughs> Arena charges into him uh, and starts shouting random shit about the girls playing garbage rock and roll. Uh, and he has no respect for his ancestors. And then when he walks off... Oh! I didn't know that. <laughs> when he walks off, she's like, That's Preak! <laughs> I have no idea what she said. I, I literally... Yeah. He bumps into Camrada and she chats shit about... It was something, again. something... Gar- girls playing garbage rock and roll. Something, something. You have no respect for your ancestors. And then oh, called so him a So that's prick. the first reference to his ancestors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um... The Killer Barbies are performing again whilst the Go-Go girls do cartwheels. Um, Pepe's watching, just fanning himself down with his straw hat. And the co-owner is being interviewed by Katia. Again, Katia's decided to interview people whilst they're fucking performing. (laughs) (laughs) But the Go-Go dancers aren't just doing cartwheels. Not doing oh, no. Incredibly no, I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. I mean, we've got Irina, she starts shouting shit about Dracula again. Whilst one of the go-go dancers does a handstand, the other one grabs the uh, the other one's legs, pulls them apart, and I don't even know, they just stand there. Just doing shit in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, the killer Barbie is over here, uh, the fact that Dracula's there, and they want to see him and take some pictures of him. The co-owner tells Katia the story of Martin Fierro. Well, he actually doesn't <laughs> because he starts and Martin Fierro is in the um, credits on IMDb. He doesn't actually make an no. He's not even he in the fucking film. Make an appearance. But instead of actually telling the story, he starts off with Martin was born um, near some mountains. <laughs> 
And then they, him and Pepe start singing about mountains and the countryside. Yeah. And that's that. That's it. And that's that. So I have, I, it's not, if, if someone said, who's Martin Fierro, I'd have absolutely <laughs> no idea. Absolutely no idea. Uh, but then Pepe appears in the storage place where uh, Dracula yeah, is. Yes, they're very quick. <laughs> He's already there before Killer Barbies. Yeah. Um, and Killer Barbies arrive and look at Dracula, who's now got his glass um, coffin. Yes, yeah, so they can see right through it for some reason. And they say, he looks really cool and lovely. Cool, that's a real vampire, that is. And isn't he scary? It's almost like he can see us. Dracula opens his eyes and mouth, and Pepe says, How scary. And Billy says, Shut up, you wanker! <laughs> yeah, so Sylvia's startled by Dracula opening his eyes. Um, and for some reason, Pepe is sarcastic about it, isn't he? Yeah. How scary. <laughs> to which Billy says, Shut up, you wanker. Now, I don't. Is wanker international? But I swear you said wanker in the first film as well. Oh my! Yeah, but that's that's got a shit English dub as well. <laughs> probably the same people dubbing it probably both is. films. Irina is fuming and tells them that they're insulting the pride of her nation. Dracula's the pride of Transylvania. I know, kill people. <laughs> um, the gig finally starts, and they've got a really good crowd, haven't they? <laughs> they've got a massive crowd. So what they've done here is they've taken shots of a gigantic sold-out arena, obviously with a, a completely different band. It's probably like Metallica or someone. Um, and they've superimposed them onto Tivoli, La- <laughs> Tivoli World. Um, <laughs> and to make it look like it's actually at Tivoli World, they've just got the crew members running around in the background trying to do a mosh pit behind the stage. They have. Um, one thing that, and it happens later on in the film as well, but one big difference is the fact that one's indoors and the other one's outdoors. Yes. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. And also, it's very clearly the stage at the amusement yeah. park can fit, what, six people tops? Yeah, tiny stage. Yeah, whereas... When you see the other scenes, and especially later on in the film, <laughs> there was much more than six people on that stage. <laughs> um, the Killer Barbies perform Bango Wake Up, uh, and it actually wakes Dracula up. It does. He starts having a bit of a bop in his coffin and singing along. New. He starts singing along to it. He does. He knows all the words. <laughs> the stake in his chest uh, slowly starts raising up as the song goes on. <laughs> That's got to be a... Uh... Metaphorical thing. I isn't think it? so. And what what would you call it um, in a film? An illusion. It's be- it's basically meant to be his cock, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dracula makes his way through the crowd uh, behind the stage and watches Sylvia. Uh, and he then does, yeah, and no one really notices. No, no one gives a shit. He he then goes up to an American flag and says, "I'm coming." There. <laughs> Uh, just to confirm, Dracula is not ejaculating in the scene. He's not, no. Even, um, even though his stake's just been risen. A group of Cockney punks harass a man with a ukulele. Uh, one of them says, Oh, shove that guitar up his ass." 
Yeah, and the lady that's with them stays with the, the gentleman playing the ukulele and says, you know what, your playing is really fucking crappy. <laughs> He's had enough of the ukulele guy, just walks away. Yeah, but so he walks away. She's drinking what looks like from the bottle of a Jägermeister. It's meant to be a bottle of whiskey. A bottle of whiskey, but it looks like a bottle of Jägermeister. <laughs> um, she, it's real. This scene is so poorly shot. Yeah, it has that. Um, but it costs day, trying to do day to night. Day to night filter, um, but it's so strong. You can't see anyone's no. faces. <laughs> so you've just got this lady. She could be Jennifer Lopez for all I know. Um, and she's swigging from this bottle. Um, she's not caught up with her friends, has she? No. Uh, they, they don't give two shits anyway. They're way ahead. And uh, she sees Dracula by his, uh, by his American flag stairway. And uh, she all right, mate. What are you doing up there? <laughs> to which he teleports near her. Yeah, he, has, he teleport. He's a teleporter. He bites her neck and carries her away, saying, Finally, some fresh blood for me. <laughs> um, yeah, he then goes to Tivoli World. He's absolutely disgusted at the place. Oh, shithole. Um, Which is really... There's a few characters that call the place a yeah, shithole. Yeah. And it's like, uh, haven't you, like, had to get permission to film here? Sure, <laughs> surely if they knew you were bad-mouthing the place, they wouldn't let you film. <laughs> um, he's interviewed by Katia, who asks if he's ever had any problems with AIDS. Oh, my God. Yeah, how very 2002. She says, are you the real Dracula? How old are you? He says he's uh, 300 and something, isn't he? Yeah. And then she goes, have you had any problems with AIDS? Um, he then, obviously offended by that question, chases them away. Um, Katia's skirt rides up as she runs, revealing her uh, knickers as she's running away. Uh, Dracula catches up with uh, Katia and bites her neck, to which she says, one last question. Why are you such a bastard? <laughs> to which Dracula replies, I had an awful childhood. <laughs> oh, shit. Katia's the only person who's ever asked Dracula that question. I could probably guarantee that. Which one? Why are you such a bastard? Why are you such a bastard? <sighs> she kind of deserved that. That really inappropriate question. <laughs> Dracula spawns two other transparent Draculas and they all start eating Katia. That I didn't get. I didn't get what they were going for with that. There was some sort yeah, of special like powers, layered it? filter where he's biting her neck. Um, her, I was going to say back then. Uh, her, <laughs> <laughs> her knee and her... Um, what is it? Is it a shoulder or something? A head. A head all at the same time. Yeah, and he's not like, interacting with the other Dracula, so it's generally meant to be three of them there. Yeah, so weird. Um, Irina is fuming that Dracula's no longer in his coffin. And Dracula tells Irina that he turned the drunk Cockney uh, into a vampire because she was drinking fire water. And Irina's like, no, you idiot, that's whiskey, because she was Scottish. She was most certainly not Scottish. She was certainly not Scottish. <laughs> 
I really puts Dracula back in his coffin and he has a nap. Although, calling whiskey fire water actually is true. I fucking hate whiskey. <laughs> um, a blind guy, who we later find out is called Dr. Seward, uh, arrives with his assistant and tells him that he can sense something is off and that he's in a fake village. And he says, I sense the presence of something unhealthy and rotten. And his assistant says, that's because we're at the back of the toilet, sir. The blind guy tells pause, his assistant... laughter. <laughs> the blind guy tells his assistant that um, the story of how he got his great senses from his grandmother in university. Oh my God, what boring. <laughs> but, oh, we went in the flowers and I smelt the peonies and I smelt the roses. And now I know good creature smells and bad creature smells. Yeah, he also falls, nearly falls over and he's like, oh, it's the fucking floor. My God, what a shithole. I know, it's so harsh on this place. <laughs> he um, says it's a diabolical presence, but it disappears quite quickly. But he's taken to a bar and uh, his assistant introduces him to everyone by saying, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome today the famous and magnificent Dr. Seward. Okay, number one, there's two men there. <laughs> it's the co-owner and Pepe. No, there's no ladies. It's just the co-owner <laughs> and Pepe. And also, he's kind of looking uh, in the wrong direction. Because they enter, and he's like, ladies and gentlemen. But Pepe and the co-owner are to the left, like, kind of in another room. <laughs> um, Pepe is shocked that uh, Dr. Sue is blind. And uh, Dr. Seward explains... Yeah, he's not afraid to say it. No, no, he tells it straight to his face. Um, Dr. Seward explains he was blinded by a Japanese laser in a Japanese cartoon on TV. Was this before or after that Pokemon incident? (laughs) Do you remember that? No. Do you remember that episode of Pokemon that gave kids um, seizures? Oh, it may have been that then. Might have been a reference to that. Well, I don't think it was this guy, but it might have been... A really inappropriate reference to that. Well, um, Pepe Pepe thinks that he that Doctor Seward can't help, but ex- he explains his other senses are great. Doctor Seward, he, I don't know who wrote this fucking. Scene. I don't know if this is a bad translation, but he explains that he thinks he doesn't think um, the murders going on are vampirism, uh, and he thinks Katia was murdered because she was dressed provocatively. She wasn't. A dress, no. a dress went up a bit when she was running away. But even so, it's no, it's happened to it's all of us. No excuse. What the fuck? No. Um, Dr. Seward informs Pepe that he's uh, heard lots about him, unfortunately. Pepe tries to fight him. And then after saying he doesn't think this is vampirism, Dr. Seward claims he's been fighting vampires all of his life, yeah. even though he hasn't heard of a case of vampirism since the 1800s. Yeah. I think that's bad... Um... What should we call it? Translation. Maybe. Because that makes no sense. And he refers to himself as a vampire hunter. Yeah. Could you imagine being a vampire hunter your whole life? And it was like, <laughs> actually, there are no vampires. I, I don't know why Dr. Seward was in this film. He's, he's definitely the worst character. Is he meant to be fucking Van Helsing? I think so. I think so. Fake Dracula Van is Morrison. now absolutely pissed out of his face and full cockney. Um, and in a bizarre sequence of events, he goes and delivers a monologue to Dracula. Where is this bastard claiming to be the real Dracula? Let him show himself if he has the balls to. There you are. You son of a whore. You're not the real Count Dracula. You're just a bastard and a clown. The real Dracula is me. 
And if you think you're going to put me out of a job, then screw you. Not with me. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then walks away. He talked the talk, but he didn't walk the walk. Well, no, he walks away, and Dracula chases him and bites him. He says, piss off, you bastard, get off! <laughs> and that's fake Dracula dead? Yeah. So he, he's there, he's, he's about to do something, but he doesn't follow through with it. No. Even though he's got ample opportunity. Yeah. Maybe he was the fake Dracula after all. He certainly was the fake Dracula. Dr. Sewer is reading a book um, about vampires and his assistant could not believe it. That the vampire hunter was reading a book about vampires. Yeah, which is really strange. I'm not sure what part he didn't, couldn't believe. The no. part that the vampire hunter's reading a book on vampires or that the blind man is reading using Braille <laughs> in a book. Dr. Seward says he senses that arsehole Dracula uh, and asks if his assistant's nose is long. Uh, and his assistant says his nose is long and he tells him that's why he can't smell vampires. Yeah, yeah. Completely pointless, stupid fucking scene. Uh, the co-owner and Pepe have another sing-song yeah, before Pepe's... Yeah, they, they have another sing-song. I don't know what they're singing about now. I don't know, but Pepe's really out of time, bless him. Yeah. Um, but Pepe, well, he's, he's distracted. Yeah. And he, he ends this song by going to two of the uh, hen party from <laughs> earlier. And hey, grabs, girls. Yeah, hey, girls. And grabs their asses, to which he gets a very well-deserved slap. <laughs> Where are you going, my lovelies? Um, and then Pepe is dressed as a pirate again. And his backing dancers give him a group hug. That is definitely the end of their karaoke session on the head night. Oh, come on, give us a hug. Come yeah. on, then. See ya. Chuck a woo-woo for everyone. <laughs> Irina goes to the bar and starts shouting shit at the co-owner and Pepe about the place not being secure enough for Dracula. Uh, and Pepe... Intru- Which is kind of true, to be fair. Well, they just dumped him in some sort of garage. <laughs> Pepe introduces himself, followed by uh, another random musical scene. This time, he's singing... We are pirates, something, 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 and you are making me mad, 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 mad. Yeah. What I didn't understand is when they were... Is it Irina? Yeah. Yeah. So when she's going off on one, Pepe assures her that both Dracula and the Killer Barbies are safe. (laughs) So who the fuck called Dr. Seward? Who called him? Why is he there? Why well, they Pepe, to... apparently. Pepe, apparently, but everyone's safe. So what, yeah. what the fuck is he doing there, then? Um, the Killer Barbie's doing another sound track, uh, soundtrack, sound check for the soundtrack, um, with Bella on vocals. Uh, Sylvia's just watching for a while, and she's just smiling, but she looks like she's really pissed off of him. But then she joins in, they start singing about having a hole in her heart for too long, and it's Candy. Absolute well. banger. Yeah, so Candy is um, a, a banger. It is a banger. And we've watched the music video. and the lyrics... made as much sense as this film. Yeah. And the lyrics are a little more coherent in the music video. Because I thought they were singing Cunty. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like Cunty, Cunty, Cunty. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, the song yes, is so... and there's a shit trapeze act in the background yeah. as well, Joe, it? The song is so good 
that even though the uh, Pepe and someone standing behind his chair, the only people in the audience, you could hear thousands of people clapping. <laughs> Worldwide, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I think I started clapping randomly sometime yeah. in 2002. Um, Bila as a walk around was a song called Mystery Land by that same band Die Artsy. Um, are you serious? What was the name of that song? Mystery Land. Shut up. It's called Mystery Land. Do you know what I've got it down as? What? Miss Terry Lamb. <laughs> I thought you were singing about Miss Terry Lamb. Nope, Mystery Land. <laughs> Shut up. And he's approached by Dracula. Uh, <laughs> Miss Terry Lamb. Dracula thinks that it's fucking shit. It's fucking film. Dracula thinks Bela is trying to be Bella Lugosi because his name is Bela, and therefore trying to be like Dracula. Makes good sense. Um, he thinks he's part of Bella Lugosi's family because of this as well. Uh, Bela says, "Up yours, mate." And Dracula is disgusted. That Beale has been singing love songs like some sort of musician. I said it right this time. Uh, and bringing disgrace to the Dracula family name. And Beale says, how about, mate, fuck off and I'll get back in that box where you belong. <laughs> to which Dracula bites him and laughs at the camera. Yeah, so this whole um, subplot of Beale <laughs> being a descendant of Dracula goes absolutely nowhere. No. <laughs> Completely pointless. <laughs> Um, the Killer Barbies are just waiting around whilst the go-go dancers are practising their moves again. But Bela performed this song and just went on this random stroll. Yeah. What the fuck? He was in the middle of soundcheck with them. Yeah. Um, they then performed their top, they then performed their top tier banger, Feeling Alone. Um, and, um, a random guy turns up with glasses and says, I'm sorry, going have to close down park. Yeah, I've got a couple of questions. Uh, I'm not sure who the guy was um, that has to come and see. He's got closed down park. Also, I didn't think the park was open. Um, <laughs> because apart from the characters we've discussed uh, previously, no one else is in this fucking park. It's, it's an amusement true. park. It's not true. The audience the night before. Oh, shut up. Don't forget we're meant to think they were there. Yeah, but this is an amusement park. Yeah. Amusement it's never open in the daytime. No. It's meant to be open... It's an amusement park. You're meant to... Like, the rides are meant to be ridden and, <laughs> and shit, and there's meant to be screaming children everywhere. It's not a nightclub. No. We see some kids playing with a fake bow and arrow near the start of the film. Uh, yeah, but that's not it. in the amusement park, is it? It's yeah, outside that's, that's the amusement same park. Place. It's outside it. Oh, it was in the car park, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, in the car park. Um, yeah, he's got to close the place down, hasn't he? Um, and he thinks that Dr. Seward looks suspicious because he's yeah. blind. Who are you? You think you look suspicious. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Seward tells him that they need to stay open for two more days because the killer Barbies have to perform. Sylvia is one of the most powerful manipulators in the world. Yeah... For some reason. Know, yeah, talking shit. Um, Pepe takes two girls back to his mansion and shows them his dog, Margarita. And uh, one of them says, What a horrible little dog. Sod off, Mert. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, no, Pepe hands it to her. Yeah. And she kind of chips it on the floor and says, Sod off, you Mert. Um, he tries seducing them by playing piano. No, um, no, this is the weird part. Is that they say... 
so they're there and they after it's a what horrible dog one of them says you just want to screw us <laughs> to which she says no um and then he starts playing the piano and they're sort of giving his shoulders a rub and, and search yeah. and they're thinking they're in there they'll get a bit of money out of him and he's like i can't i can't and then, like, Sylvia is screwing Billy. <laughs> you sluts! Can't you see how this hurts me? <laughs> oh, don't you know how I suffer? <laughs> oh, fuck off! I only want Sylvia! And then they, they leave. They're, they're laughing their heads off it and they can't believe it. They think it's hilarious that he's in love with uh, Sylvia. Yeah, Billy's... Uh, um, Pepe's in love with Sylvia, not Dracula. Yeah. Um, but then they leave and he says, Oh, Margarita, it's just the two of us now. And then he launches into another musical number. This time he's the king of the Caribbean pirates. He's dangerous, but he is a danger too. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, this is without the uh, hen party, isn't it? Yeah. Hen party, you've gone on to the next club now. And and the song ends on with him on piano saying that he is one of the noble knights. Yeah. The two girls are in hysterics about him. And like, oh, he's a strange one, that Morgan. He's been driving his family crazy since the 16th century. How old is Pepe meant I to be? I was it didn't make any kind of sense. <laughs> a vampire girl comes running out of nowhere. Was this meant to be the Scottish Cockney girl with a whiskey? Uh, no, I don't think so. Who the so. fuck was this? No idea who the fuck this is. She kills a security guard, presses her face up against the girl's door, uh, and knocks it, and they're like, oh, who's that? She's got a vampire teeth out at the door, but they decide to open it. <laughs> Um, she charges him, bites one of them, runs away. And then we're given the close-up of a menu for uh, Tivola World. Oh, Tivola God, World. yeah. A special menu, which includes main course, drink, huge ice cream, only €4.95 Euros for kids and nine ninety five for adults. Fancy a cocktail? Yeah. <laughs> so now we know where they're getting the jugs of woo-woo from. That's the jugs. <laughs> they had a huge ice cream as well. And then, in a bizarre series of events, we get a close-up of a peacock meowing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was meowing. I do think that's what pe- the noise I, peacocks made. It sounded like a meow to me. And Dot soon thought so as well because he was fuming. Yeah, so he's he's moaning about how much hard work it's been being a vampire hunter for all those years and seemingly <laughs> never finding a vampire. Um... <laughs> It, but he keeps getting startled by the sound of the peacock, <laughs> thinking it's something else. He, he starts waving his cane about. He's he's not happy about this at all. No. And he's like, oh, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it happens again. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts screaming. We uh, then cut to the go-go girls. Yeah. They're practicing some incredibly boring trapeze <laughs> uh, until Dracula appears yeah. and bites the orange-haired go-go girl's neck. As she's upside down. Yeah. He the other one's screaming. Ah, help, ah, help. She's like stuck above. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't care that much because she continues with her career. She does. Like straight after. She does, yeah. Like you see her on stage with Killer Barbies doing a go-go dancing. Couldn't give two shits about her friend that died. It's true. Um... Dracula was incredibly bored by this death scene. He's sitting around looking so bored. 
Uh, and then randomly decides he wants to kill Ivan and Comrade uh, Irian or whatever. Yeah, absolutely no idea. So, um, Comrade and her assistant, that's what I got down as, uh, they're marching through uh, some sort of town square. Um, Dracula grabs her assistant first. Uh, she gets to the courthouse. I don't know why she's going to the court, absolutely <coughs> no idea why. Uh, it's not explained. And Dracula comes out of nowhere and bites her neck. Yeah. Um, he then runs out of wall and disappears. Yeah, he does, yeah. Okay. Pepe is now playing piano and singing a ballad about how much he loves Sylvia Superstar, including the lyrics, Oh, Sylvia, my heart, my burning heart, why must we be apart? <laughs> it is one of the worst you ballads know, I've ever heard. I have to say, your accent was so good to begin with. You're getting a little bit... <laughs> Well, he's, he's, he's nearly dead now. He's nearly dead. Um, vampire woman and Dracula run around for a bit doing vampire things. Um, pulling faces and making noises. Yeah. Oh, I don't, where has Jess Glynn come from? I, I have no idea. The vampire looks like <laughs> Jess Glynn, sorry. Um, Just so you know. Pepe sings about how he wishes he was dead because he can't have Sylvia. So the vampire woman kills him straight away. He's literally, I wish I were dead. Do it. Last one. Oh. I wish I was dead. And then he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, then the vampire woman has a snog with Dracula that kills her. Yeah, you don't see her again after this. No. So, but they, they have a make-out session. Is it on the piano or on the yeah. bar or something? They have a make-out session. You never see her again. So I'm assuming she died from being yeah. made out with. Sylvia's singing to herself That's in the bad breath. <laughs> Sylvia's singing to herself in the bathroom whilst wearing a fierce leopard print dress. She is absolutely serving in her Cat Slater inspired leopard <laughs> print dress. Um, in a bizarre series of events, Dracula runs up to the camera and breaks the fourth wall by saying, "You bastards! Why won't you let the dead rest in peace?" What? what? <laughs> I didn't do anything, mate. <laughs> What have I done? They're going fucking fourth wall. What the fuck is this film? <laughs> he then teleports into Sylvia's room and bites Billy. Sylvia kicks Dracula in the arse with her high heels <laughs> and causes him to climb up to the ceiling and say, how the fuck do I get out of here? <laughs> and... uh when he got in. <laughs> he vanishes and comes back a few times and is like, bastard. And then <laughs> Billy's like, you bastard. Yeah, apparently just one kick in the ass with a uh, high-heeled boot <laughs> was all it needed to get rid of him. Yeah. He's not dead, but just to get him out of the room. But the next scene is like nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, they don't really talk. So at the amusement park, uh, they're in a dressing room and Sylvia's getting ready. She's putting her makeup on. Everyone's there. Yeah, watching her. In her dressing room. Yeah, everyone's there watching her. Um, Billy, does, do they even just... Does Billy even discuss the no, fight? No, it's just forgotten about. Um, so, yeah, she's getting ready. Um, and they just start talking shit. Um, but it's eventually it's agreed that as Sylvia is the target of Dracula, she should walk alone at night to lure Dracula to her. Well, at one point they say she needs to sing to attract him. She certainly doesn't sing. No. She's walking about. She's walking about. Then we get a really shitty filtered nighttime scene <laughs> of Sylvia walking through the town followed by Dracula. The police see him and chase him. 
Then Dracula sees a random building and shouts, <laughs> My castle! And we cut to a close-up of him in a coffin sleeping. Let me repeat that. I got no fucking clue what was going what on. What the fuck happened? Dracula sees a random building, shouts, <laughs> My castle! And we cut to a close-up of him in a coffin sleeping. I thought this was the end of the film. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is how they kill Dracula. He sees a random fucking building in the town centre. And that's it. He's back in his coffin to sleep for another hundred years. But no, because they need to perform their big gig, the Killer Barbies. Um, So the, the big audience is back. Um, yeah, so we get stock footage of what we're led to believe is the same event. Um, <laughs> it's not the same event. It's two very different events, very different sized um, audience, very different aged audience as well. <laughs> uh, we see some sort of carnival, like outside carnival yeah. footage as well. So there's there's a lady who uh, with her top off and she's painted like a devil and, mm. and such. So I miss. Uh, I would. I would think it potentially some sort of um, Day of the Dead celebrations. Yeah. Um, because it was very sort of macabre um, imagery. Um, but yeah, we're led to believe that this is actually the amusement park. And the stage at Tivoli World is now an outdoor festival stage. Yeah. Um, and it's a sold out audience again. Um, absolutely loving it. Um, they, they start performing and, and Dracula is absolutely fuming. He's just trying to sleep. Uh, and there's far too much noise at this gig yes. next to his castle. So that whole scene before was completely pointless because her singing is luring him yeah. to her. So, um, the Killer Barbie's performance is, uh... I've got it down as absolutely not taking place on the same stage as the stock footage. <laughs> Dracula joins the the mild crowd for a dance. <laughs> Purple hair go go girl is performing with another girl, I think, or No, she's on her own. No, no, there's another girl. Was that? Yeah. Is, oh, could that be the one who was doing the um the trapeze? Yeah. Yeah, potentially. But what I think it, it could have been because you never see their faces that clear. Um, and when you do, she's upside down. It might just be they just took the ginger wig. <laughs> it probably the ginger is. ginger wig off the it other one. Is. Like, nah, no one will notice. <laughs> but they're performing like they've got no problems. And she, she's yeah. performing. You'd think she'd be a bit scared. Dracula then, in a bizarre series of events, Dracula then joins them on stage to which no one really actually gives a shit. No, I thought this was going to be like, you know, in the first film, when yeah. they do their last performance and um, there's someone there dressed as divine and someone's got a chainsaw. Yes. I thought it was going to be like a silly performance ending. I thought that was the end of the film. But no, he's, he's actually on stage with the intention of uh, biting Sylvia's superstar, to which he does. Yeah. Uh, before that, though, he just pulls stupid faces, trashes her Barbie dolls off her uh, mic stand. Dr. Seward's like, fucking bastard. He's the only one that reacts. <laughs> No one else is reacting to the fact that Dracula, who you have known and seen kill people, <laughs> is on your stage, yeah. intent on biting you. Yeah, he bites Sylvia, runs off stage. Um, the police chase him. Uh, the co-owner throws rope around his legs to trip him up. 
Yeah, so Dracula's chased through the town. Now, this isn't even day for night filter. <laughs> this is ashes to ashes filter again. We must find the name of this. Because yeah. it's cropping up in so many fucking films. <laughs> this shitty... But this is a really shitty version of it because you can't see what the yeah. fuck's going on. Yeah, so he's tripped up by some rope. Um, the doctor's assistant... He's in the graveyard now. Yeah, yeah. The doctor's assistant starts trying to hammer a stake into... A massive stake into his heart. And Sylvie's like, Get me the hammer, you sissy! And starts hammering in herself. But then, Dr. Stewart comes in. And, uh... And he's like, Make way for science! <laughs> and starts yes. hammering it in! So, uh, yeah. So, Dr. S- uh, Seward finishes Dracula off. Yeah. Tra- Dracula then transforms <laughs> very mature Dracula then transforms into a painting of a bat and then a cat the cat from the start of the film and then finally a toy rabbit who escapes yeah 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 you heard that right it, it, it all looks really shitty and shoddy as well do you which one do you prefer do you prefer the uh, the death of Dracula in this or the weird ritual vampire thing at the end of that dawn they sleep with the ejaculating vampire. Um, well, it'd probably have to be at dawn they sleep. Um, because, you know, if, if you're going to be shitty, you might as well be a bit seedy with it as well. <laughs> Better than being boring. <laughs> yeah, so the rabbit escapes. And uh, Sylvia says to Billy, my darling, we are free at last. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah. When were you not free? Yeah, free from Dracula. But they've both been bitten. Yeah. So surely they both should be vampires. And they're not free because Dracula's face appears above his castle. And then we get Dean Vampire uh, by D.R.S.T. again. Playing over the end credits. And that's fam- that's Killer Barbies vs. Dracula. That's Killer Barbies vs. Dracula. <laughs> One of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever fucking watched. Oh. I fucking loved it. And I think if you rewatch it, I'm sure you'll enjoy it more. I said it at the beginning, and I'll say it again. At least the first film had the decency to have a bit of TNA, <laughs> be a bit gross out, be a bit, you know, seedy. At least I had the decency to do that. This one, like you it's said... It's like a kid's film. It's like a kid's film where they randomly swear at each other and there's a tiny <laughs> bit of blood. Um, it's shockingly shit. Yeah, it really is. I, uh, I was expecting a more of a fun film. Like I, I don't know. I, I was expecting it, was it to be more Jess Franco than it was. It felt like he he wasn't his normal self in in many regards. I mean, shitty dialogue and shitty acting and shitty direction, of course. But uh, I don't know. I I just thought it would be a bit more. Um, Controversial, I suppose. I I thought it was a, an absolute blast, and I can't wait to rewatch it and make you love it the second time you watch it. No response. To that. <laughs> so, um, I don't think anyone's fucking seen this, but if you have, tell us what you love so much about this Vampire Killer Bios episode as well. If anyone um, wants to borrow it, <laughs> it's my prized possession. It's not leaving this flat. It is not leaving this flat. Um, but you can buy it on eBay. It is available. It's a German DVD, but it's got English audio. Barely. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know on social media. Horrorcore Trash over on Facebook and Instagram. And Horrorcore Trash on Twitter. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Like, follow, and everything else, as usual. 
I'm Dalek Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and GazCruz92 on Twitter. I'm ChrisBunker823 on Instagram, Twitter, and the other one. Letterboxd. Letterboxd. This week, you are in for a treat because not only have you got this episode today, you also have on Friday the original versus remake episode for this month where we'll be discussing the Toolbox Murders. Sunday, we will be releasing a special bonus episode where we are discussing the films we've watched at the BFI Flair London LGBTIQ Plus Festival. You right there? Yeah, that's say. Str- that's a struggle to get out. Well, yeah, I know. I thought so. <laughs> you'd say something. Um, yeah. Very, we be, we, it's finished today, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh shh. don't tell anyone. We record on a Sunday. <laughs> um, but it's finishing today, and it's been overall pretty damn good yeah there's been a lot of documentaries which i re- i really appreciate I, I i like documentaries as an art form um so there's gonna be a lot to discuss and a lot of good things to discuss yeah and then tuesday next week we'll be back and we are discussing aquanoids just when you thought trash was all over uh we'll be discussing aquanoids with my really good friend and a true trash expert. We're discussing this with Xander. Um, really yeah, excited. I'm sure you're so excited or... to uh, discuss Aquanoids. <laughs> I've not seen it. it. This tends to be the the narrative of our podcast, isn't it? Well, I watched this years ago, and I think it's brilliant. It's so okay. shit. Okay, well, I don't think it's brilliant. It's, it is shit. <laughs> it is absolutely shit, but it's it's entertaining. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, I've never seen it. I'll put it on go. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yes. So we will see you on Friday. Bye.